Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Continuing education is key to integrating spiritual teachings into our daily life. This includes ongoing self-inquiry regarding our spiritual nature, examining what supports and what hinders us from experiencing our spiritual magnitude, and then integrating our findings into our material existence. My guest today is Dr. Anna Gatman, and this is from her book, Living a Spiritual Life in a Material World, Four Keys to Fulfillment and Balance. Now more than ever, individuals are trying to bridge the gap between their material world and their spiritual life. They're trying to find the place that it comes together and trying to understand how to incorporate their life into their spirituality. My guest, Anna Gatman, describes herself as a visionary educator and spiritual midwife. Her eclectic background has spanned the U.S., Israel, Sweden, and France, and her rich life journey has included careers as a fashion model, an educator, and a counselor. As a result, she has a deep understanding of people's daily struggles and has gained insight into many ways of transcending individual and cultural suffering. Welcome, Anna, to 1111 Talk Radio. It's a pleasure to have you here. Hello, Simran. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure, too. We are living in a time where it seems like there's an actual split between the material world and the spiritual world. One seems to be focused on while the other one is forgotten, and they flip back and forth. And yet, now more than ever, it is necessary that we bridge these two, most importantly because we have to have some sort of ongoing connection and foundation to allow us to feel grounded. Talk a little bit about the the background of, of how you came to realize this was such an important need and how you were able to bridge these two areas. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, you know, in all spiritual teachings, in many of them, you know, the value is uh, of the spiritual over the material. And so um, I struggled with that as well. I was a fashion model in my um, 20s and, you know, lived a gratifying material life, but felt empty inside and, and, and was searching for more. And so I left at age 28. I left Paris where I worked as an international fashion model and went to and came to the U.S. and did a doctorate in education and spirituality and got married and raised a family. And you would think I'd be satisfied now. I had spiritual fulfillment. I had mental fulfillment. I had emotional fulfillment. And I was still feeling out of balance and frustrated because I did miss the material, the gratifying material life I had lived in Paris. And and as we all know that France is such, um, is a country that honors the artisanship uh, and the craftsmanship of doing things the best you can, bringing dedication and hard work and beauty into everything, the bread you bake and the, and, and, and the scarves you create and the gardens you create and the arch you create. So I, I was struggling. I had ad- On my spiritual journey, I had adapted um, the belief that in order to become truly spiritual, I had to give up material pleasures and live a very humble life without any material desires. And that wasn't my case. And... Um, so through research, you know, a decade of uh, research and inquiry and working with other people, I realized that really we need to bring them together and that everything that we express materially and physically is an expression of a higher aspiration, a higher intention, a metaphysical intention, what we would call a spiritual intention. So it's not about going to a meditation retreat and uh, experiencing inner peace and then going back to work and going through a to-do list, it's about bringing inner peace to your to-do list. It's Mm. about experiencing a moment of inner peace when you're driving down the highway in traffic every day, and how can you take that moment to count your blessings, to experience inner peace, joy? There's so much you can do in, in, in that hour in the car, and bring, bring your spiritual self into that, for example, and into everything you do, to your calling and everything else. 
Yes, you have a section in the book where you talk about integrating the mundane and the sacred. And so often we either get bogged down in the details of life to where we don't allow them to be sacred. They become robotic. They become repetitious. Or we tend to overglorify and and specialize certain things into being completely sacred that they remain so disconnected from our everyday lives. Speak yeah. a little bit to how we integrate the mundane and the sacred and how you are able to find the sacred in, I know you have children that, that you have reared and in different things that you've gone through in life, how you brought the sacred to that. Well, first let's think about the split. So going, again, going to a meditation retreat is spiritual, but the iPhone is a material icon. Um, the food we buy in the supermarket, there's nothing sacred about it anymore. It's just, it's a commodity. But think about it. The food we eat comes from the earth. What more sacred is there? I mean, that's the most sacred thing. And so we've taken the sacredness out of everything. And so really the way to bring it together is for everything to see the sacredness in everything. So um, um, a sacred intention and material expression. That's the formula. It's as simple as that. A sacred intention and material expression. And so that goes to the food that we eat, and that goes to the money that we make, and that goes to the calling where we express our, our values and highest aspiration through our work. Um, and that's what I've done. I've done it in my um, relationship with my spouse. I've done it in my parenting. Of course, it's hard work. <laughs> it doesn't come easy, but it can also come instantly. Uh, we're, we're stopping it from happening, but it's really, I think often in spirituality, you know, we're supposed to do uh, positive affirmations and stop the negative self-talk. And really, if we change um, the discourse from positive thinking and negative thinking to sacred thinking, mm. what is sacred about everything that I'm doing right now? What is sacred about this moment that I'm with my child or that we're on the radio show now and offering people um, a different perspective of how they can have a better life or a better moment today as they're listening. I think that, that, that sacredness takes us to a different place than positive thinking or negative self-talk. And in the places of sacredness, if we think about, quote-unquote, what we typically view as sacred, oftentimes there's a way to prepare, like we might dress a little bit differently or we behave or speak a different way or we set an intention or we start off with a grounding prayer. So if we look at that manner of being when we approach the sacred in the same way that we approach, let's say, business or let's say uh, like grocery shopping, as you brought up earlier, and we allow it to have some of those same nuances, that's something that could really shift things. I know you go into a scenario where you're talking about an executive business meeting and and people starting off choosing meaningful qualities or starting off the meeting in a different way that feels more sacred and inclusive and connecting. Talk a little yeah. bit about how that can shift so many things along with the people and the productivity and what happens in the long run with those places. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that what's important for me, and that's my mission, to make spirituality very concrete so people see how accessible it is. And so I've had business meetings um, where we've sat and we've each, we've each evoked a quality. So we basically say a quality that we would like to be present in the meeting, okay? So I might say clarity. You might say focus. Someone else might say innovation. Someone else might say openness or kindness. And these are the qualities. And so, so then we write those qualities down and we just have them. And as we go through our to-do list and our business and our brainstorming or, or negotiation or whatever we're doing, we, every now and then the facilitator looks at that list and says, this was a moment of clarity or this was a moment of innovation. Or if we're stuck, then the facilitator or any one of the participants can say, wait a second, how can we create focus or how can we create openness 
and through the openness, we will unstuck ourselves. And so it's such a simple way to bring what we call spirituality into into a board meeting. Um, And you can do this with everything that you do, right? Um, I give an example of a school teacher. Specifically, it was the the teacher of my son um, in... um, seventh grade, who would, you know, I mean, this could be out for certain people, not for me and for you maybe, but he would meditate in the morning before he'd open the classroom and he'd see each student in this ball of light and just see them as these spirits who are coming here and and entrusting their souls to him, which, you know, tears me up each time. And and then he'd open the door and he would welcome them. I mean, that's a small shift that you can do. Or... um, even I, I um, <clears throat> founded a school in Israel where, where I'm from, and the teacher would have the children say a quality or, or, or something they like about the other child. And suddenly the children weren't competing, and they weren't individual who, who had to fight for themselves in the classroom. Suddenly they were complementing each other, and suddenly they were a team. So they're very practical, small ways. Shift to a more emotional state, a higher state, a more compassionate understanding, seeing the other, and suddenly it shifts the energy in every activity that you do from that moment on. And what I'm getting from from what you've uh, described in these different scenarios where individuals have invoked sacredness and a more sacred way of being in business, in education, in, in home life, is that they're bringing presence, most importantly, whether you call it presence of themselves or the presence in terms of the sacred itself. But it feels like there's, there's a moment where everyone becomes present and they're in the now and they're, they're being attentive to what even the space is calling for. And that can be done in any situation at any time with anything. And that's how we'll start to live a spiritual life in a material world. Yes. I mean, I like the word presence because I think that it, the, the other part is you go to school and you do what you're supposed to do. There's a pre-agenda. There's a pre-agenda in the meeting. There's a pre-agenda when you go to the supermarket. There's a pre-agenda when you're sitting in a classroom. And presence is suddenly you realize that there are whole human beings here. There are spiritual beings. There are emotional beings. They want to be seen. They want to be acknowledged. Um, uh, when you're in a work situation, employees want engagement. I mean, that's a huge thing, uh, employee engagement. So bring the creative part of employees in. Bring the emotional part. Bring the spiritual part in. Suddenly, people feel that they're human beings and that they're honored and respected. And that comes from the presence that you, you talked about. Suddenly you realize there's a larger picture to me than just I'm a student with with um, question with multiple choices. I'm a human being who is feeling right now something in relationship to the question. The four keys to spiritual material balance that Dr. Anna Gatman shares in her book, Living Spiritual Life in a Material World, are expansive presence, attentive listening, inspired action, and faith-filled knowing. They can help mend the spiritual-material split. They provide a method for accessing inner spiritual dimensions and applying them to external material living. They are rooted in the reality that we each have the capacity to connect with the divine within us and within everything around us. Anna Gatman describes herself as a visionary educator and spiritual midwife, the founder of an alternative elementary school. She is a former fashion model who comes from a multicultural background that spans the U.S., Sweden, Israel, and France. She holds a doctoral degree in transformative learning from the California Institute of Integral Studies and lives with her family in California. You can find out more about her at AnnaGatman.com. That's A-N-N-A-G-A-T-M-O-N.com. And you'll find more of her offerings there as well. Do you long to live a more significant and fulfilling life? Do you struggle to find more meaning in your daily activities? Do you want to make a difference in your life as well as the lives of others? We'll tune back in in just a minute and we'll find out more from Dr. Anna Gatman. 
after these messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, 1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly online publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. Engage with experts in topics of consciousness. Become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, expanding the heart, and experiencing greater aliveness. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more out of life? Tired of settling in relationships, your career, health, or finances? Want to experience greater aliveness? I am Simran. I support people in listening to their conversations with the universe, the guiding signs, symbols, and synchronicity. I mentor people to anchor in trust, love, and confidence to live their heart's desires. Let me guide you in embracing the challenges and the obstacles so you embody and integrate the gifts they bring. No more human doing. You are here for being, bounteously and abundantly. Experience your soul's natural rhythm, your powerful essence. Don't shrink back any longer. Release the struggle. Learn how to let go. Create in different dimensions. Transform separateness, grief, anxiety, anger, and chaos into living your destiny. Connect with me at IamSimran.com. Live more freely, spontaneously, and joyfully. Don't conform. Live a life of courage. Let's start now. Through my online courses, mentoring programs, or one-on-one coaching, it's time to change your world. Connect at IamSimran.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome back. Before we get back to my guest, Dr. Anna Gatman, I want to let you know that the brand new issue of 1111 Magazine is out. And it is always available for free at the 1111mag.com website. Uh, Anna is also included in that, and you can link directly to her website from there. I invite you to explore many of the other amazing individuals that are in this current issue. This time we are featuring Scott Stabile on Big Love, in addition to Juliana J., who is talking about silence Jonathan Goldman and Andy Goldman are speaking on the seven reasons for humming, and uh, they have an upcoming global sound healing on February 14th. You'll want to check that out. Monty Farber and Amy Zerner discuss the signs and the seasons, and then I always present an artist and a musician, so you'll be introduced to the beautiful work of Muni Natarajan and The Melody of Money by Jennifer Ruth Russell. Definitely check out the entire issue and explore You will find intention statements, prayers, meditations, forgiveness statements, things that allow you to tap into what is more sacred in your life. And if you would like to try our new 1111 on audio, you can text 1111 to 443-641-1110. That's text 1111 to 443-641-1110. Going back to my guest, Dr. Anna Gatman, we are discussing her book, Living a Spiritual Life in a Material World. Four Keys to Fulfillment and Balance. And here is a passage from that book. 
Tapping into a spiritual reality is really about rising to an altitude where you gain a larger perception of the world with all its opportunities and challenges. The higher you rise spiritually, the more encompassing your perspective on any given situation becomes. What separates you and me from mystics, prophets, and sages is that they naturally reside for long periods of time in this expansive spiritual attitude and therefore have access to higher, otherworldly truths that can transform our earthly reality. The four keys are an accessible and readily available roadmap to higher spiritual plane, allowing you to integrate wisdom and guidance in your worldly daily activity. Again, this is from the book, Living a Spiritual Life in a Material World. Let's talk a little bit about those four keys. We kind of spoke a little bit on presence uh, as we were exiting the last show, the last segment, Anna, and I'd like to dive into a little bit more of what that means for you when you talk about expansive presence, the very first key of the yeah. four keys. Yeah, I'd love to do that. I just have to say something about your 1111 magazine, if I may, because I saw it actually for the first time. And talking about the spiritual material balance, I mean, the, the messages are magnificent inside, but the graphic is stunning, Simran. It's so beautiful. And as I saw it, I thought, this is a place where it is in spiritual material balance. The graphics are as important because they elevate. I felt more joy when I looked through the graphics, mm. not just the words. And so it's really important, whatever you do, to elevate the frequency. And, and if you're doing a magazine, then the graphics is a way that you can do it. So I just want to say that it was, it, it's a beautiful magazine. Oh, thank you. Very um, much. So back, yeah. So back to the four keys. Yeah. So, um, the first key is expansive presence, and it's really the key to sacred awareness, as we spoke about before. Um, and I, I discovered that, you know, like that's how luminaries live. They live in this expanded state of consciousness. They tap into the spiritual reality and live there. And, and as they reside there, they, they gain insight to um, wisdom that's not available to the rest of us who are living more constricted lives. But we all naturally tap into that space. We just don't know because they don't teach us at school or at home. So we naturally throughout our day tap into this larger reality when we're inspired, when we're elated. I mean, it's in the language, elation, transcendence, inspiration, inner knowing, gut feeling. All of those are part of being in this larger reality. And so the first key is really <clears throat> entering into this expansive presence like luminaries do And it's accessible to all of us by spending time in nature, engaging in authentic expression, living our calling, experiencing gratitude, not just saying that you're grateful, but really experiencing it in your body and your emotions. Um, Any artistic endeavor uh, takes us to this place. There are many different ways that we can enter this expansive presence. They're all readily available throughout our day. Um, <clears throat> sorry, and so that's the first key. And, and in, when we talk yeah. about the expansive presence, Anna, it, it, we oftentimes, because we're human beings, everything feels like we're looking outside and, and that we're putting that focus on the outside. But that expansive presence also includes, very much includes the inside because you go into things like sensations and emotions and our thoughts. So it's, Yes. It's really understanding that the sacred is in every little part of that, whether it is uh, the twinge in a neck or whether it is an open-hearted feeling. It's seeing something beautiful. Each one of those places also holds that sacredness that we're able to not only place our presence on but allow to expand. Would you Glad like to say anything? Glad you mentioned that, yes. Yeah, because that's really your... That's your tool, your measuring tool, to know that you're going from a, a normal or a more restricted state of consciousness to a more expanded one. Pay attention to shifts in your bodily sensations, in your emotional state, and in your thought patterns. That's how you know. So let's say you decide to count your blessings, and you count your blessings, and as you do that, you... you Feel how things are shifting in your body. And only when you can feel the shift that physically you kind of, you go beyond your regular boundaries and emotionally you've shifted to something more open and loving and you have thoughts that are loving thoughts 
for yourself, for the people who you are thankful to have in your life, or the events in your life. Um, That's when you're entered a spiritual state of mind and expanded presence. So you could gauge yourself and be, be your own spiritual teacher by paying attention to those shifts on those three levels. Oftentimes life can get so busy and the repetitive actions or the robotic way of being or just life being something that's moving so incredibly fast, there can be difficulty in not only just being present, but in truly being aware and with the body. Is there a particular tool that that you would suggest for people that would really help them hone in on uh, even even tapping into the emotion or the sensation or the thoughts if it's something that they're not in a practice of at this at this time. Yeah, yeah. I uh, so so in the book I give a few gateways to this expansive pr- resonance, but I think each one should should go in where it's the easiest for them, and not to feel like I need to sit in meditation and I need to stop my thinking and it's not working. So, yeah, so breath is a great way in, but often it's hard for us to quiet, quiet our mind. But if we breathe and we begin to envision a larger image of the universe, the, creating, the creative, loving universe who created a planet in which we are born, and that the oxygen we're breathing is really an expression of this creative love that sustains us. So, so that we can live and live our calling and make a difference in the world, suddenly you begin to expand because you see all of creation coming together to birth each and every one of us so that we can do our share. Um, so that's a way through, through breath. And, and that you, is more of an internal process. The more external processes go on your computer. If it's harder for you to uh, meditate, look for stunning images of nature. And choose one that, for example, if you want to look for inner peace, look for stunning images that evoke inner peace for you. Or if you want to have joy, then look for a stunning image of nature that evokes joy. And just look at it and see how within a second it it changes your vibration. Suddenly you feel joy in your heart or suddenly you feel inner peace. And so by meditating, by looking at the picture and and seeing the peace and taking it in, you enter an expanded state. So there are different ways, more external ways and more internal ways to enter an expanded presence. Before we touch in on another key, I had a thought come to me in terms of the distinction between spiritual and religious. And and so often that can be a, a sticking point for many individuals. And where we are right now in the world, it seems like more and more people are moving from traditional religion to more inclusive views of spirituality. And so as we move from this, um, move from this place of keeping our lives separate, do you think that move from religion to more spirituality is, is because there is a desire to bridge these? Or do you think that the move, we've made up something about that move that keeps us allowing the divide between the material world and the spiritual world? Um, you know, I, I, I think that, okay, so, so spirituality is really a subjective experience of the sacred and the divine, okay? And religious is an organized set of rules and laws of how to live. So it's a collective um, a worldview of how to live and how to behave and the different values that you you should have. And there's a promise within that that if you live that specific way, you will have the subjective experience of the divine and the sacred. But so often it, it ends up being devoid of that. Um, but I think that both are really needed. We do need to address how we live And we also need this subjective, unmediated experience of ourselves as sacred and divine and everyone and everything around us. So both are needed, but religion has often just is so dogmatic and you have to do it this way that they get caught up in what you need to do and forget what, um, uh, there's a famous sentence, um, the map is not the territory. 
And so the map is the gateway to the territory. The territory is seeing the divinity and the sacredness in everything. And the Mm. map is the gateway. And so breathing is a gateway. And looking at a stunning image of nature on your computer is a gateway. And, 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 And going to pray on Sunday in the church is a gateway. But religion often gets stuck on you have to do the thing, and they forget that it's just a map to the territory. Perfect. Perfect. And when it comes to moving from expansive presence to another phase or another key uh, that would that help us bridge these two areas of spiritual and material, you bring up listening, which a lot of people believe we listen, but we don't always necessarily listen. What is true listening to you? So this is really interesting. What I discovered through my research is the minute you expand your consciousness and are in this expansive presence, you become aware of information that wasn't available for you a second ago when you were in a more constricted state of mind. And so basically, you just need to sit back. We so often try to figure things out. And instead, what you need to do is just do the practice that will open your mind and expand your presence And then just wait patiently, just stop uh, the effort, and information will just trickle in. And it trickles in either through internal ways as um, insight, inspiration, prompting, gut feeling, or it shows up externally through synchronistic events, um, people, you know, a book that you just come across, a saying that's just what you needed. So... So all you need to do to get the intuitive guidance is to just listen attentively once you've expanded. And so that's the second key, to let go and let God, right? Because we all have our own intuition. We all have this connection that is available to us that will not only allow us to connect to the sacred, but integrate it and embody it in our lives so that we can bring it to everything. But it requires... Number one, your first key, expanded presence. And number two, the openness to be able to listen and hear that yeah. guidance. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, and, 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 and it's much easier than we think it is. And it's accessible to us. And it happens to us naturally when we're at a meeting and we, it's a creative meeting and we say we're, we were in the zone. In the zone is in an expanded presence where suddenly we're channeling creative ideas. And so it's happening all the time. I feel that the four keys can help you to do it more cyclically and systematically so that you can create more and more sacred, intentional spiritual experiences and align yourself more intentionally with your spiritual essence or your spiritual aspirations as you express yourself in the world. But it is happening spontaneously in any case. It's just you, you either create fire spontaneously, but if you know how to light a fire, you can, create it, you can light a fire whenever you want to. Attentive listening requires an open, receptive presence to subtle shifts in the endless flow of information that surrounds us. It is an effortless process whereby you keep your eyes and ears open to synchronistic events and pay attention to variances in your feeling state and thought patterns. This is from the book, Living a Spiritual Life in a Material World, Four Keys to Fulfillment and Balance by Dr. Anna Gatman. Living a spiritual life in a material world offers an unconventional approach to the spiritual material split so prevalent in our culture. In these pages, Dr. Gatman demystifies the all-too-often elusive nature of spirituality and brings it down to earth, providing a concrete roadmap to living a life that is spiritually fulfilling without having to give up material pleasures. Woven with stories from her own personal life, insights, and testimonials from her doctoral research, Anna offers four keys to empower you to become your own spiritual teacher and live in a spiritually meaningful life while staying fully engaged in daily living. You can find out more at AnnaGatman.com, A-N-N-A-G-A-T-M-O-N.com. We'll be right back after these messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. 1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi monthly online publication that offers a rich, multi sensory experience. Engage with experts in topics of consciousness. Become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, expanding the heart, and experiencing greater aliveness. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Are you an artist, healer, teacher, author, speaker, or coach? A wellness or holistic practitioner or energy worker? Maybe you want to be. Do you desire to serve the world, share your gifts, live your dreams? I'm Simran, host of 1111 Talk Radio, and I invite you to the vision of oneness. Could you use a community of support, more financial flow with less effort? Would you like to receive so you have more to give? Be a world changer, world server, do-gooder. Be a new paradigm thinker and a conscious change agent a part of a growing community creating collective streams of prosperity and wellness. By simply serving yourself, you serve others. Feel great, have more energy, sleep better, gently detox, lose unhealthy weight, and build strength. It's time for more freedom and financial flow. The vision of oneness embodies unconditional giving, commitment, simplicity, and receiving. We are a collective new way of being in commerce and creative cash flow. Learn more at thevisionofoneness.com. Register now and a member will help you begin today. Visionofoneness.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. If you were to look at inspired action through a magnifying glass, you would see that one of its components is an initial recognition that an intuitive guidance rings true followed by a commitment to the action it inspires. Whatever situation you may find yourself in, the two aspects of inspired action are a willingness to become a conduit for something greater to come through you and a resolve and determination to manifest it. This is one of, from one of the four keys of living a spiritual life in a material world by Dr. Anna Gatman. You can find out more at her website, annagatman.com, and I invite you to allow these keys to open up more fulfillment and balance in your own life. So we are going to step into the next key, and and that one has to do with the inspired action, which really is the key to manifesting. So many individuals, everyone in the world wants to manifest a beautiful life, a meaningful life, a material life, an abundant life. And oftentimes we do that from places of pushing and toiling or logic rather than what you speak of in the book. Talk a little bit about inspired action as opposed to just plain old action. Yeah, so so you've expanded your presence. You listened attentively. You got an intuitive guidance, external or internal. Now it's your duty to act upon it. But you want to do it not as a to-do list, a boring to-do list, but you want to do it from this place of inspired action. This is the thing to do. This is the right thing to do at the right time. This is the right thing to say at the right time. And so you want to have the same expansive 
um, feeling in your body, in your emotions, um, in, in your mental state as you you have throughout the keys. And so then the action is inspired and you feel like it's purposeful, it's meaningful. I'm, I'm, I'm aligned and I'm doing good in the world. I'm doing the right thing. So that's kind of the, the purpose of it. And I think it's really important because, again, I went through this and so I can imagine that many other spiritual seekers do. It's like somehow... When I found the spiritual path, it was like, oh, finally, something where I can feel good about myself and inner peace and joy and, and fulfillment. And, and everything will just manifest because now I'm aligned and, and no action needs to be taken. And I saw a quote by Yogananda where he says that it's interesting for him that business people or businessmen he spoke of, who <clears throat> decide to go on the spiritual journey with him, advance spiritually faster than people who identify as spiritual seekers when they enter practice with him. And that was because um, businessmen were very focused, and they knew how to do things and how to get things done. And so they just turned their goal setting and their focus to to meditation or to a yoga practice where a spiritual seeker felt, oh, well, these are mundane things. These are things that have to do with money and focus, and I don't want to do that. I just want to be spiritual. And so it's really important to know that we still need to work hard in the material, on, on the material plane, on the physical plane, but if you do it from an inspired place, it feels effortless. You can stay up, you know, for hours and work hard, but you don't feel it's hard because you are, you are riding this wave of joy and light and you're expressing, you are being the God in your life. You're expressing your uh, highest intention at this moment and you're seeing the impact in the world. And that is so satisfying and fulfilling. You said something really, really powerful there, Anna, because there there are those two types that tend to exist, and it is people that are living in the material world, and they're so focused on that work that they're doing, uh, which would benefit even more greatly if they brought the spiritual into it. Exactly. But yep. then there is this spiritual side where there are many, many spiritual seekers, and they're constantly seeking, but that point about focus and also bringing the material into their spiritual life is a really profound point because so many people separate from that as opposed to allowing it, allowing the gifts and tools of the the regular world, of the logical world to yeah. also benefit how they approach their spiritual practice. Exactly, yep. Yeah. And, and I think yeah. that many people will heal that way if, if they start to put to combine the two. Yes, rather than yes. split them. Most definitely. And then as we move into the realm of manifestation, everybody wants it now. So if we decide we want to manifest something, we want to see it tomorrow. We don't want to have to wait for it. And yet, there has to be this understanding that it is going to arise. Talk a little bit about allowing the divine timing, allowing the, the course of life, and yet also the inspired action, knowing how much inspired action and work to do to allow for the manifestation to take place. So I think that both happen. You can have manifestation instantly, and there is manifestation that happens over time, and it's just how, and it's just how it is. If I want to manifest inner peace, and I do an activity, a physical activity, just to use the example before I go to my computer, I look through pictures of, of nature or anything that evokes the sense of peace for me, then what? Then, then in, in 30 seconds, in a minute, I found a picture and I feel peace, and now I just look at it and take it in and do this open-eyed meditation of experiencing peace. That's manifesting within, you know, within a minute or two. Okay, so the minute you decide you want something, start breathing it in, and, and you can make it happen. If you want to write a book as a manifestation, then you know, you, then the instant manifestation, start writing the first sentence. You, you can manifest that right now. But if you're going to write 200 pages and editing and publishing and timelines, then you need the endurance 
and the inspired action to continue to do that over a long period of time. I, my book w- was just published in August, and I began writing my second book because there's something that wants to come out, and, and my 18-year-old son says, you're crazy, you just finished a book. Why would you want to start another book? And I said, I know how much time it takes, so in two years, I want to be um, way ahead in my book Rather than in two weeks, in two years, when I'm ready to write a second book, then I'll start writing it. So I realized that I need to start today to write my second book, so it's ready maybe in two years. Very good. And then we move into faith-filled knowing, which is the fourth key. And especially now, there's so much out in the world that can feel challenging for individuals or. Uh, there's a lot of negativity that sometimes rises up from our media and different things that are taking place. Illnesses occur for many different people, or they find painful and challenging experiences that happen to occur and bring for personal growth. Talk a little bit about the faith to allow for ongoing co-creation. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking, what is the easiest uh, metaphor uh, that I can bring to the inter, interdependent and interconnectedness of life. So, so, so the most um, simple example is a waterbed. So if you sit in a waterbed, you sit one place and, whoop, you know, it kind of, there are waves that move to the other side, right? Because it's contained water and water is liquid. So whatever you press, something else moves. That's how interdependence and interconnectedness works. And so, although we don't see, because we see ourselves as separate beings, there's a tree outside my window right now, and I'm sitting here, and we're connected. But when you enter this expansive presence, you begin to lose the, the individuality, and you see that we're all, that there is an interconnected and interdependence. And so, as you practice the four keys, you begin to get signs, which I know that you spoke about so beautifully in your TEDx talk, you keep getting signs from the universe, internal or external, um, that you're co-creating with this, you're part of this interdependent flow, and whatever you um, do affects the rest. Uh, The closer you are to the impact, the more you can see the effect, right? But we speak about the butterfly effect that happens in one side um, of the planet can create a hurricane in the other. That's how we're interconnected and interdependent. So the minute you start to practice the four keys and expand your presence, listen attentively, and then act upon it with inspired action, the more you realize that you're in an ongoing co-creative process with the universe or God or Jesus, however you call this higher consciousness. And you show up, you offer your 100%, and the universe will... Offer it 100% in this 50-50 co-creative process. And the more you do it and the more you realize that good things begin to happen to you and that you're more, and the more and more you're aligned, that it builds your faith. It builds your faith that you're not alone, that there is a loving, creative universe that is guiding you, that there's a purpose for being born here and you have a purpose to live and you... Um, you're supposed to share your love and your unique gifts with the world around you. And so it builds your faith. And sometimes it's because only good things happen to you. And sometimes it's because challenging things happen to you, but it strengthens you and you learn lessons from it. And it builds your faith that way because you go, wow, this was so hard, but I needed to go through this in order to become a more compassionate human being, for example. Um, or a more or to connect to my fierceness and my power and to speak my truth. And you go, well, so I, I, I build my faith through challenges and through being more aligned and good things happen to me. And that's the fourth key of faithful knowing, just building the faith that there is, there is a higher power or, or a higher intelligence that's loving and creative that's just guiding you to express yourself in, in the fullest potential possible. I think each individual wants more fulfillment and balance in their life. And that does mean bridging both sides, the material and the spiritual. In the course of these four keys, it seems that it also will support and enhance the physical, the emotional, mental, and spiritual aspects of life. Can you speak to, in the last couple of minutes that we have, 
the benefits of these four keys if they are integrated into one's life. Yeah. So it's from the, the small things of you can get out of a dispirited mood within minutes, right? Because you can look at an image and suddenly you're feeling peace. And if it's hard, then just keep looking. And each time your mind wavers, just stay Stay with the image and what it evokes in you. So, so you can get out of a dispirited mood. You can shift from feeling alone to feeling that you are cared for and guided by a loving, creative universe. Um, it can enhance your impact on daily situations. Um, develop your intuitive decision-making skills, right, as you build the capacity for attentive listening. Um, you gain practical tools for manifesting your true and authentic self. Uh, you feel passionately engaged in, in expressing your unique divine purpose in this world, in this lifetime. Um, and you find a greater sense of harmony, intimacy, connection with other people. And so you end up leading an overall healthier physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual life. So these are some of the benefits of practicing the four keys. Mm, that's wonderful. I invite you all to explore living a spiritual life in a material world, the four keys to fulfillment and balance. It is an unconventional approach to the spiritual material split so prevalent in our culture, and it will allow you to begin to access uh, parts of yourself and experiences within your life that have more richness and fulfillment for you. You can get out of a dispirited mood. You can shift from feeling alone, enhance your impact, develop your intuition, gain practical tools for manifesting, feel passionately engaged, and find a greater sense of harmony. Once again, you can find out more at AnnaGatman.com. You can order your book off of Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or anywhere that books are sold. My guest next week is Jason Gregory, and he is releasing a book, uh, released a book called Fasting the Mind, and we will be talking about that. And he has also got an upcoming book entitled Effortless Living, The Art of Wu Wei. So it should be an enriching and delightful experience as he is a past guest. Uh, definitely check out my own books, Conversations with the Universe on Signs, Symbols, and Synchronicities, Your Journey to Enlightenment on Stepping Out of conformity and back into the mind of the divine child of innocence and wonder and of course your journey to love how to become your own true best ultimate soulmate by bridging the darkness and the light within you until next week i am simran in love of love with love and as love be well thank you for opening your mind to a new reality Your heart to greater compassion and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.